loves orange soda. Kel loves orange soda. Is it true? Mm-hmm. I do, I do, I do, I do. It's the Going Off Podcast with Rap Critic and Muse. And you're you're once again kicking it with your boys. Muse, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, despite it being hot as all hell outside. Whew. Trying da, to da, keep da, cool. Da, da, da. What's that song from uh, uh, Do the Right Thing? Uh, you can't stand it. I know you can't stand it. You can't stand the heat. You used that as an intro once. Ah, uh, uh, yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, no, whenever it is summer, like that soundtrack is like a personal thing for me to be like, oh, yeah, it's hot. This album symbolizes, you know, uh, uh, symbolizes that. You know what I mean? Any day could be the breaking point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Is this going to be the hottest day of the year? Maybe. I walk outside, you know, get a quarter water. You know what I'm saying on my on my on my brownstone. You know, and I pump. Uh, I get my boombox out and I pump some uh, fucking steel pulse. <laughs> Can't stand the heat. <laughs> or, or some fucking what? What else is the other song? Uh, I think it was Take Five. The acapella group that was like, uh, don't shoot me. I didn't mean to take your parking space. No, no, no. <laughs> you know, uh, I forgive you, brother, because it's hot. I forgive you, brother. Blowing smoke because it's summer in New York. Butter. <laughs> Last week, we got a little pushback for our uh, opening segment. Ooh. Um, which is rare. Spicy. A few downvotes, which you know, it's fine if you all want yeah, to downvote. Yeah, the but conversation, you know what I'm saying? I'm not used to seeing that many. So we're talking about the Lin Manuel Miranda segment from last week's show, and um, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it, but I will address um that there were some slight concerns. So mm, let's hear the talk back. So mainly what people were saying was that we didn't really say why Lin-Manuel Miranda sucked. We just kind of said he did and didn't really offer much in the oh, way of explanation I, I, I or examples. I thought I laid it out pretty succinctly in the... Uh, I thought so, the, the too. The way he laid out... No, and, and, and allow me to say, like, specifically why I think he kind of, like, sucks in terms of, like telling this sort of story where you are someone said whitewashing wasn't the proper term but the idea is like it's still revisionist history yes exactly you're downplaying like what he did by nature of like us knowing that well he did have some actual involvement and married into some actual like you know slave holding people so like you can't act like that wouldn't have been something that would have at least been a blight on him that you should have at least like addressed but instead like you sort of make it look nicer and that's why these political people who are like well we want to look you know uh, loyal to our country but we're on the democratic side you know like so we can have this guy who like makes you know this kind of look cool you know like so yeah don't question it because uh, these ethnic people are representing it now. You know what I mean? Don't question the slavery and all that stuff because because isn't it cool that we got the ethnic people? And again, that's not to take away from the artistry of what it was. If he would have done this exact same show but have treated that in a more like you know direct or at least like more cutting way, I would have at least been able to be like, oh, okay, cool. But at least he like did it like that. But it's specifically the ignoring it that makes it kind of look like, oh man, you kind of punked out though. You know? Yeah, I mean, when we reviewed the soundtrack when it first came out, we gave it fives from what. I remember we both were really impressed by it. The thing I was trying to point out, and I cut it out of the show because I wasn't informed, and I'm honestly, I'm still not 100% educated on the topic, but there are specific 
uh, foreign policies that Lin and his family have been involved in um, that aren't all that good for the citizens. Outside of that, I do kind of want to say that the the presentation of the argument might have been misdirected. It might not be so much my problem with Lin as a person, but with Hamilton as an intellectual property, as... As something that can be used for propaganda, like... Yeah. Normalizing the idea of not, you know, bringing up the issue of, like, these people who we consider to be our forefathers, and yet when it comes to the shadier things they did, we don't want to question them in a way that could lead us to untying the fucked up, you know, policies and ideologies that have gotten into our politics by way of us not questioning them. And speaking of which... Long before I kind of came to the realization um, for myself, people have been pointing out that Hamilton as a show is a great example of just, like, liberal positioning in this country. And having them do a parody for the Hillary campaign was just kind of part of that. I remember people were pointing out that you're making it all about, look at this diverse cast. Look at what we did. We got fucking David Diggs in a, in a main role. We got Lin-Manuel Miranda here. We got a really diverse cast. We're having people of color play originally uh, white, uh, real-life people. Isn't that cool? We're turning history on its ear. But then it became a meme in how expensive and... No one could afford to go to see it. I remember it. people saying that, yeah. But I also remember thinking, like, but isn't that the same of like a lot of Broadway shows? You it know? is, yeah. But not every show has a faux progressive message and presentation of, hey, we're really championing diversity. Oh, and- oh do you think this is a sort of, um, you know, founding of Italy situation where they're like, that's kind of like what they did with opera. We have to get these pieces of music by Verity and all these things to represent what could be considered uh, an Italian culture when when you actually look deeper into it. It's like, actually, only so many people could actually go see operas. So does that really represent Italy if only, you know, the richest people could see it, you know? And I think a lot of it kind of falls back on Slay Queen type mentality when the cast realized or was made aware that mike pence was in attendance uh they like got together and they like said a statement to him about like embracing yeah, immigrants or something and he walked out republicans and they like- got a big fuck pat on the back for it like they really did something there i think lynn gets a lot more credit for shit than he deserves so i did point out like when you look at like the other people of the guys like david diggs who's so fucking like cool as shit but doesn't get as much and then you see you know uh, hamilton who's got the really nasally voice like this you know what i mean it's the nerd rap voice of a guy who's like i know how to put the really big words together so isn't it impressive that i'm doing that you know and i don't know if it was mary poppins Someone posted a clip, I think it was from this movie, and it just really shows that, like, he doesn't really have that great of a singing voice. So, it's like, why are we giving him singing parts when, like, really, only when he's rapping does he even sound, like, decent? So yeah, maybe put Divi Diggs in the Hamilton role or someone who is a bit more of a musical performer. I'm going to still want to look at that as like an artist, right? Because I look at that in the same way of like, do the right thing. You know, maybe a, a better actor could have played Mookie. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? Like, let's be real. 
<laughs> but like, okay, fuck it. You know, he's this artistic person. He has this vision. He 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 feels that this is the best way that this can come through. So uh, fuck it, I'm just gonna do it. So you're saying like when Kevin Smith puts himself in his movies and doesn't give himself any lines, that maybe <laughs> that's a better use of yourself than being like the star fuck attraction. Well, I mean, it all depends on what you you know want to do as as an artist, right? Like, didn't we look at a uh, what was that other movie? Uh, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Right, yeah. It, it surprised me. I was like, oh, this was all written and directed by the same person. That is a good point, yeah. You know. I, I would say know your limitations going in is the point. Exactly. exactly. That's what it is. Know your limitations. Maybe get some, you know, friends. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe ask their opinion a little more often than you normally do. Um, And the only other thing we really had on the docket was uh, we haven't talked about him in a while by choice uh but logic we've decided to turn our collective attention away from logic after we reviewed maybe one or two of his albums and we just were not maybe two or three everybody yeah i'm Uh, good man yeah um but your boy's done apparently allegedly uh quitting the rap game oh oh is he for good as opposed to that other two times on those albums where he said where he got fucking yes. Spike Spiegel, excuse me, where he paid uh-huh. Spike Spiegel to say, hey guys, hey cowboy, this is mm. his last album. Oh, only for on the next album to be like, well, before he made the next three. <laughs> uh, it's been a great decade, now it's time to be a great father. The only rapper who has ever legitimately retired is Andre 3000 and he didn't announce it at me. <laughs> Motherfuckers, if you think I'm lying. Like, I, like, am I wrong? Like, he's the only motherfucker who was just like, and Big Boy was waiting there like, damn, this motherfucker's really not coming back. <laughs> I assume that being a great dad includes signing a seven-figure contract with Twitch to become a full-time uh, video game streamer. Not oh. saying you can't be a streamer and a good dad at the same time. I'm just saying if you're going to present it as, I'm quitting rap. It's time to I'm be a great dad. Out of the entertainment industry. And a full-time Twitch streamer. If you still want to follow me, uh... Yeah. Yeah, so your boy's got a different avenue now. He's gonna, he's going you know, to do them in Fortnite. Nothing not wrong with that. You know, no, saying. absolutely not. He wants to get on the Twitch. And in fact, if he wants to, I'll catch these hands on uh, some Mortal Kombat or some Injustice or some Tekken. You know what I'm saying? He can, he can at me. Uh, that's just what it is. This is how we get on the ground floor. <laughs> it's RC and Bobby Tarantino facing off. <laughs> Who dares? <laughs> Face me, coward. Face a worthy foe. Pick up them sticks. What we're doing right here on Going Pokemon Off. Stadium? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> this is an open challenge. Crusty racing, bitch. <laughs> See, the avenues are just opening up. And with that, less and less excuses will be accepted. (laughs) Because, oh, I'm not a fighting guy. Well, how about racing? How about Mm. that? So now what we are presenting here, what we are pitching uh, going off is a open challenge. And it's fine if Logic decides to turn this down. It's fine if you're scared. If you are maybe a bit unsure. Don't act like you're not listening to this podcast religiously. (laughs) You can be unsure of your abilities. It's fine. (laughs) Everyone has insecurities about their gaming. Prowless logic. What we are saying right now is put your name on that dotted line. Sign away. 
face RC in a game of his choosing. <laughs> That's right. For some reason. <laughs> this is a thing you have a reason to do. <laughs> and, and this isn't limited to logic. So, if, there's if, some stake in, in this game for you for some reason. <laughs> if Drake wants to come at RC, oh, yeah, he's I open. Trying to, you know what I'm saying? Going at Ninja, okay. You're going at the mainstream cats, okay. If Travis Scott wants to come at mm-hmm. RC. We are not limiting this to logic, folks. Anyone in the hip-hop sphere who wants to come get these hands... Fucking the baby. Yeah, if you want to get these the hands baby. in a video game, a video game, I want to be very specific about that. And, uh, and look, <laughs> we are not Gamergate hashtag gamers either. Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion, Ooh. Cupcake. Oh my god, Megan Thee Stallion, yo. Okay. Fucking Doja Cat, maybe five months ago? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sa- uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I was saying, I was like, yo. Rico Nasty? I watch anime on my on my uh, uh, Discord sometimes, and I was like, yo, Megan Stag, come through. The Crunchyroll. You know I'm just saying. Yo. You know, we're, we're open community to everyone. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 we'll move on to the album reviews. I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to hark on this too much because I don't want to embarrass RC. Because yeah, oh, I'm the, I, yeah, I don't want to make them feel too, you know, make too much about it. So like, well, they made a big thing about it. Now I don't want to do it, you know. And Darren's very humble. He doesn't like to brag too much about his skills. I, I, I'm just gonna, I just want to hype him up a little bit. So maybe Logic out there, if he is interested, that's all I'm saying. Come on through. And with that said, we'll move on to the album reviews. We'll move yeah, on. Let- Let's uh let's start with Baby Keem. Let's talk about the Baby Keem. Dude. Uh, requested by uh uh requested requested <laughs> <laughs> by Isaac R. Woods. Thank you for your request of Die for My Bitch by Baby Keem. Boo 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 boo. This album was garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Usually, oh man, I'm sorry. I, I know this is a podcast, but I'm sure we couldn't hide the uh, <laughs> the our, the 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 feeling of just pained <laughs> having to Anguish. deal with this shit in our voice. Anguish. That's exactly the word. <laughs> okay, so oh my lord, let me scroll through. What was the best? What's the best? Do you remember cut? Father, the dude who did the awful swim album? Huh? Oh God, get it. Because Adult Oof. Swim, see, what I did was, I yeah. it's called Adult Swim, but I called it awful because my music is awful. You know, <laughs> I, I forgot all about him until you reminded me of him, <laughs> which I think is fitting. The highest rated song I have on here is Invented It. Dude, my, my guy, the only reason I could say that one was even slightly interesting was because it was the, uh, give it to me. Which one was that one? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. Uh, uh, bullies. That was the one. <laughs> Where it was like, uh, baby, on my hit list, I'm excited. God got me to protect. It's a Friday. Don't talk fake deep. I don't like it. Don't talk fake deep to me. I don't like it. <laughs> Just the baby Kim does not want you talking to him. That's one takeaway. There's multiple not a songs. <laughs> I'm not on my short list. With this fucking Emon colicky baby delivery voice. Dude, I couldn't take it. 
Yeah, thankfully Every the sound was very short. Every time he would try to short. say something that would even slightly come off as like being cool or badass, it's just like, because his voice sounds like a 12-year-old who's not actually that cool, it just like kicks any of the cool out of it. You know what I'm saying? I just now got your Keenan and Cal reference. I forgot he had a song called Orange Soda. <laughs> oh, we'll get into it. <laughs> I forgot all about that one. Um, songs that got the lowest ratings from me would be, and these were, oh boy, they were all in a row. Uh, Top Ramen, My Ex, and Busser Up with Orange Soda um, being slightly better but still a big old yawn from me can i I tell you how i felt about this Mm, album go off this is one of those albums where remember how i told you like i like to listen through to an album and then when i'm like trying to rate it if i get like five zeros in a row i'm Uh like why waste my time right this is one of those it was just like and i even tried to listen to the next song afterwards and be like maybe i'd rate this and it's like no no I, in fact, it was track six, and that was the song where fucking Mosh Pit, where it was just like, dude, like, I tried to give you five songs, like, all right, maybe it's just fucking, you know, cool boy sounding too asleep to try to sound cool, fucking, you know what I'm saying? But then Mosh Pit, the fucking song Mosh Pit. Uh, I think I, I got a sense for a Mosh Pit. Lights on the gram make a bitch think she popping. I was like, wait, what? He's complaining about exes following on Instagram. This is what you're moshing over? What the <laughs> fuck is going... What type of stupid-ass Limp biscuit type of fucking writing is it? You know? Like, nah, you totally got played, though. Like, We're talking like, about that fucking diss track to a bird from last week's <laughs> Atmosphere <laughs> album, too. It's a sort of, like... Tough guy posturing. Yeah, it's the tough guy posturing that's just like, I'm not sure if I could be on board with what you're saying, because it's like, the scenario which doesn't sound badass. You know what I mean? Because like I said, he's like, this bitch follow me on uh, Instagram, uh, bitch. And it's like, what? How am I supposed to be my, how am I supposed to push another motherfucker to that? And then I get to the, the fucking random intense 50s musical score interjecting into the music. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, does something happen that I forget? And then I am 50 cent. I am 50 cent. I am fi- I'm out. The I'm- <laughs> I am 50 cent part for me zero <laughs> was the worst part that ruined it. I would have been okay with that cut, honestly, if it wasn't for the I am 50 cent part, but it is really hard to overlook. Now, with that said, uh Top Ramen has a part in it that seriously just goes Tired of raw, raw, raw. Served a look, bitch, phrase like raw, raw, raw. (laughs) Say he quit the double cut. That's raw, raw, raw. Hit your hoe. I'm finna nut. Say bye, bye, bye. (laughs) This might be the worst cut on the album, but my ex. Oh, boy. There we got. Some fucking Lil Wayne trying to be a rock star shit on that one. That was embarrassing. Can I just say, on the very first track, we've talked about this type of trope on on these types of albums before, right? What's that? The annoyed girlfriend leaving a voice message, Ah, talking about how the rapper ain't shit. Yep. But... We're never really given his perspective, and he yeah. immediately just starts insulting her and, like, talking shit about her and being like, I don't give a fuck about a bitch, and, and it's just like, whose side are you expecting me to take here, Keem? Like, do you <laughs> want 
me to be on your side of the situation? Because because to do that seems to be asking me to be on the side of the the giant douchebag. And and I'm sorry, you you got to sound way more interesting as a person and as an artist to make that happen. You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> who was the rapper recently who was like really going hard in the paint with like the Jamaican slang? Oh, Beam. Beam. I got some flashbacks to Beam on this one of just very. Very little substance. Uh, the beats are not very memorable. And it's like, it's not even a sort of little pump situation where it's like, hey, yeah, he's not saying shit, but oh, it's so hype. And it's like, it's not even hype. And it doesn't even say, it doesn't even have the 21 Savage. Oh, but he's so cool as he's saying it because he doesn't even sound cool. There's one fucking lyric on here I wanted to highlight where he's like, oh, uh, on bullies. Where the song, okay, so the song is about how she bullies me at the end. That's what he's saying. And I'm like, oh, is this like taking a darker turn or something? Like, you know, you know, domestic violence, but, you know, from the male perspective of like, oh, you know, I deal with this girlfriend who's like treated me like crap. But like the earlier stuff is like, you know, don't talk fake deep to me. And, you know, I don't want to put up with bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, I'm talking my enemies. My ex look like Riri. And then... I'm not a weekly. <laughs> Where he's like, X1 look like really, I am not a weekly. It's <laughs> like, oh, stop it, B. Stats is a really bad opening cut. It's It sets Absolutely. a really, really bad tone. Not a fan of the voice, not a fan of the lyrics. Uh, the flow has its highs and lows. I actually dug Honest. I liked the staticky retro kind of vibe to the beat (laughs) and i do gotta say and i have a feeling you're gonna disagree with me on this one i like keem more when he sings than when he's rapping i'll agree with that (laughs) because when he's rapping he's trying way too hard to sound cool but then we get this fucking chorus be honest honest are you honest because i'm honest 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 (laughs) Let's be honest, because I'm honest, honest. Are you honest? Oh, my God. Oh, fuck me. What is this? This is so boring. Like, this that's the worst you can be as an artist. Boring. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, oh, he's oh, this artist is popping too many bottles in his music. and burr, burr. No, it's not. You know what I mean? Like, who gives a shit about, like, material? Okay, fine. Like, it, you know, it doesn't do much for you, but, like, it can at least be interesting if you can be the yeah. interesting douchebag. But he's not even that. It's it's one of those things where it's just like he. I think he just feels like if I sound like I don't care, that's what makes a cool like badass. You know what I'm saying? It's a badass music. You know. And what sucks is that invented it. The song I gave the highest rating to it feels like a fucking interlude because it's so short. So yeah, even and then, it had, like more energy to it. It's so short. Yeah. How about France freestyle? What is it? I, I I took off to France. They go crazy when I land, huh? Before I hit the stage, I need bands in my hands, huh? But I sleep, bitch, I sleep, sleep with my fingers in my pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking Ted Bundy swag. What the fuck Ted is going Bundy, on? Ted Bundy, Al Bundy. <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> I Ted always Bundy swag. <laughs> Fucking married with children. (laughs) (laughs) The last thing I wanted to bring up was the orange soda song. Ah, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
just like such a half ass, just not even trying. Mm. It's on the same caliber of the I got hoes. <laughs> you know, it's like you have the like really dark, like, you know, bass line, but you have the really high lullaby sounding. You know what I'm saying? Condra? Like, it's all of these songs, you know, like it's all they've got. The really tinkly lullaby sounding thing with the really dark bass beat underneath it, you know, and like listening to the song. It like it almost sounds like a concept. Oh, my chicks like orange soda. Oh, oh, you get it, another way to say, you know, another way to glorify light skinned women, specifically light skinned women. It's always mm. light skinned women in hip hop. Yeah. It's kind of annoying. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's one of those things. It's just like, ah, oh, you found a creative way. Oh, I don't know what it thought of, uh, but seriously, why is it always like <laughs> it's, you know peanut butter chocolate cup with Kool Aid? You know what I'm saying? Oh but, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like it's one of those. Just like it's not that like you shouldn't love people of all shades, but it's just like in hip hop, like it, th- that's what it is. Like it's not this song in particular. It's just like in general, it's always that. You know, there was that Dell the Funky Homo Sapien album where he had the opposite problem, where he's like, light skinned chicks are like all oh, witches who only want you for your money, and they get contact uh-uh. fake contact lenses, and they're all fake. But it's like, whoa, 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 you went the other way. You went. The- <laughs> you you tip that scale a little too much, Dell. <laughs> yeah. Take one of them uh. stones away. Um, I got a two. I got this a fucking zero. Can you believe this fucking song? Orange Soda, you're going for this. Fuck. Oh, when I first heard about this guy, like, uh, my brain, uh, when I first heard the name, I thought about Toby Lou. It confused me. I was thinking about the guy who did the, um, the ice cream girl when it's hot outside. Like, I really like that song, which is like, you know, it's hip hop, but it still has that sort of like, oh, I'm nostalgic for the 90s. And like, I feel like a cartoon. It's a sort of like, it's got this like weirdly sweet angle to it. You know, like, it doesn't sound like, you know, like. I mean, I guess it sounds kind of like Kitty in a way, but like it feels like fun in a Will Smith sort of like, you know what I mean? Like that sort of energy. Like, hey, we can have light stuff in hip hop and it still be fun too, you know? But but this doesn't, this is like the Lil Yachty sort of like, oh, isn't it funny that I'm being a happy rapper, but I'm not actually saying anything like different. I'm still talking like the same type of shit. And like the fucking hook is like, shut the fuck up. You and your best friend, shut the fuck up. Lil bitch, shut the fuck up. And it's just like, I'm sorry, wasn't the name of this album I Die For My Bitch? Like Die For what? My Bitch, yeah. <laughs> but you and, hey, girlfriend, shut the fuck up. You and your friend, but I'll die for you, though. Like, what? Yeah, you know, maybe that beginning uh, 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 voicemail she left you is a little fucking justified. Yeah, and that was a recurring thing, wasn't it? Because there was a song later I have written down that I just was not caring about the voicemails. I don't know why they think that adds a certain amount of flair. Mm. And I'm just going to say this. Kendrick Lamar album went fucking crazy. This guy is also a relative of Kendrick Lamar, apparently. He's like, Oh my God, is he? Yeah. Which makes it so much more like what's what, what, what happened to this apple here? How far did this fall? God, I'm glad we didn't interview him. <laughs> Sheesh. I'm just saying, look, I interview people based on like, I like, I, I'm interested in the music and I wanted to, you know, pick their brains about shit. This has nothing to pick your brain. What 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 would I ask him about? Bitch shit on my face, I attack that. Choose up little joint, I'm finna pack him. When it comes to my bitch, I straight active. Dirtball in the coop, smoking cat piss. Little bitch, shut the fuck up. Tell your best friend, shut the fuck up. What? Oh, oh you, you know I love it when you talk dirty. Messy, you my orange soda shorty. You act like a little me, I wanna fuck you. You the type to kill me, I won't touch you. What in the 
fuck am I supposed to do with those lyrics? If I knew we were going to go so hard on Keem, I would have fucking shot off the drama alert. Get it? Keemstar. Let's go on over to perhaps uh, something that'll give us a little better of a time. Night and day. (laughs) The Coop with Sorry to Bother You. You can't believe how much, like, after listening to one album and then going to the other, I'm like, oh, my God, I need this refuse. I need music that sounds like someone's trying right now. (laughs) Now, I did not see... Who requested this? You're going to have to let oh, me know. This is uh, uh, Caleb Basil. This is a friend of mine decided to throw a couple bones my way. Dope. And uh, put in a request. So, you know, th- thank you to them. Uh, and yeah, they requested the Coops. Sorry to bother you. Headed by uh, your boy. You know him. You love him. Director of the film, Boots Riley. This album has nothing to do with it, like, narrative-wise, directly. That's the like, thing. Because he he was selling the movie... At the time, but they couldn't get it made. So he was like, well, that's fine. I'll just put out an album and name it that to, like, I guess get the name out there? Maybe. I don't know what the point was. And it's a completely different context because, like, you know, the movie is about, like, uh, a... you know, guy who answers calls and figures out, like, hey, telemarketing is, you know, sorry to bother you. Capitalist machine, you know, like, yeah, 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 interrupting people, so. Mm hmm. On but the on album here, cover, it's it's a fucking <laughs> yeah. Fucking, is the uh, cop saying team. that? <laughs> Kicking in the door. They said Sorry it to bother you. Yeah. Bam. <laughs> like a, a pretty fucking iconic looking album cover. And uh, when I had looked into it, I was like, "Holy shit!" Wait, like I was scrolling back through the albums, like, "Wait, they did albums in like the early 2000s, the night, the early night. Oh my god! <laughs> like yeah. they were fucking chilling with hieroglyph. What the fuck did I miss?" This is like some Tech 9 shit. Seeing that the first album came out in 93, I was like, holy shit, okay. <laughs> yeah. I gotta play some catch-up. There is mm-hmm. one song on here specifically. Uh, we've got a lot to teach you, Cassius Green. Also has nothing to do with the movie, really, uh, only in the most abstract way of like illustrating the plot, you know? And that Cassius Green is the, the main character of the, yeah, the movie. Yeah. I will say, though, it is one of my two highest-rated... Uh, cuts i just gotta i just gotta quote this bit right here because fuck me dude as the monster stood before his colleagues he sang angelically and wiped the blood off his fangs the paper the boardroom tables were stained from corpses piled on top of the slain one monster yelled at me you've got the brains and traced his claw along the table's wood grain it smelled like leather old spice and pain his assistant when yanked by choke chain explained and then it goes into the we've got (laughs) we've got a lot to teach you cassius green and oh my god just the fucking twinkling and the wood block it felt so fucking dreamy and then by the end where it switches it up to like yeah we got some sitar going and accordion yo yeah the musicality like just the music on this is incredible i I just want to say that much going into this i've made it a point to pick on albums for letting the beat ride out for too long and not wanting to hear it Every single time on this album when they did that, it was I wanted to hear that beat more. Exactly. I was like, good, exactly. please just let me hear a little bit of the instrument, that instrumental of that beat. Because it's all live instrumentation on this album, too. I don't mm-hmm. think there's any sampling going on. Yeah, it's a very indie-feeling rap album. The, the only, un, I guess, unorganic instrument, I guess you could say, was a Moog synth. And that only comes up on a few cuts. By the way, I fucking had a note 
and I meant to mention it last week, and I completely forgot the fucking Moog synth popping up on, um, God, what was it called? Wedding in Cherokee County or whatever, the Randy Newman song. I really oh, like yeah. in 1974 that, that fucking did, Moog. Uh, yeah, good old boys. Just just showing up on that one that that one song, just kind of giving it a weird like atmosphere, very mm-hmm. very kind of creepy. And just folks, I just wanted to give you a little heads up. I've been listening to a lot of Randy Newman lately since that <laughs> review. Yes. He um, was like, by the way, you should really listen to that album with uh, I Love LA on it. <laughs> see, here's the thing, right? So I started listening to the first couple albums because they go back to like the late 60s and Good Old Boys to 74. And you listen to the album with short people that came after it. And then I was like, well, you know, you hear a lot of people talking about I Love LA and it's kind of like this, like the sellout single because it got used in fucking, I think, Nike ads. Yeah, it was like a know, real big all, all thing. All the movies, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think they still play it at LA uh, sport games, exactly. sporting events. So it gets a lot of play. So I was like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to go ahead and listen to that album. And dude, fuck me. It's like... It's, he did it's, it again, didn't he? <laughs> it's not the fucking roots rock like country anymore. Like, it sounds like a fucking rock album. And there's two songs specifically. One song I think was called Mickey's. And I, I want to say it's fucking Johnny, again, from Good Old Boys, <laughs> going into a bar, Mickey's. And he's like... Where's Marie? Have you seen Marie? And then he just goes into this random, like, immigrants are destroying the country tirade. Oh my god. <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah. oh, Johnny. Hasn't yeah, changed in listened. about a decade. Yeah, if you, if you guys haven't listened to our, uh, uh, other album, Good Old Boys. Oh my god, it, it takes it for quite a ride. <laughs> and I, I just want to say, folks, if you listen to any song by Randy Newman, and I know, I understand why you would have your doubts. <laughs> And right, reservations. You know, the person who, who hasn't listened to the Randy Newman album, you know, this is their first podcast coming in. They're like, why the fuck are these guys recommending Randy Newman? Why, the, right why are they even up Randy Newman so much? No, I got to tell you, listen to the song, My Life is Good. And <laughs> wow, wowie wow. When Randy writes from the point of view of just an asshole, that is... That's him writing as himself as a dick. Like, it's mm. first person, but he's just being, like, an egotistical, like, wealthy musician. It's so fucking funny. Anyway. But yeah, we gotta get back to the <laughs> the magic clap. <laughs> we gotta fly back to the coop. Um, the other song I got a really, I got a five for, um, was You, you Are Not a Riot. Ooh. You fascist fashionista, you imperial chanteuse. Every line kept being more intense. It you was upper like, crusty well, punk. <laughs> you were not rebellion. You duke and disciple of disconnection who fillets the empire state, building blank spaces on your paper, matching blank looks on your face. It's one of those lyrics like, I don't even 100% know what this means, but I'm still, like, personally offended. Oh man, the fucking the, the fucking attitude on this goddamn album. Oh my god. Only complaint their hooks and choruses yes. are not yes. that good. Yes. <laughs> oh man. These I hooks know. are not very good. <laughs> Can we just start okay, with so, Magic Clap? Uh yeah, I'm listening to Magic Clap, right? And it's just like clap do the magic clap and it's like you know it's someone with an interesting voice that's the thing like the people on this album have very interesting voices you know like yeah it's so like, yes this woman with this oddly like yeah sort of scratchy vo- scratchy vocals, voice you know I mean? yeah exactly and it's like 
what is the magic clap? And like, I feel like I'm not really getting an explanation. <laughs> and it's like, for you know, to bring it up so much on this album that is like so directly political, but like bring up this one phrase, I don't know what that means. And then I looked it up on Genius, you know. And so, you know, going into this, I was like, oh, is this just like one of those things where he's just like, oh, it just sounded cool. So I just said the magic clap, you know, that whatever. Like, and then I looked it up on Genius, like, according to Riley, the magic clap is that moment in your brain when theory turns into action, when you stop thinking about starting a revolution and you go out and start it. And it's like, oh, 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 this got serious really quickly. <laughs> and it fucking starts out with such a solid-ass groove that yeah. I was like, okay, cool, I'm in. And then just the clap, yeah, magic like, clap. Nothing I was else like, you had to say oh, no. <laughs> What's this? Why is this happening? And it almost takes me out of it, but the rest of the song is so good. Exactly. That I'm willing to overlook it. It would have been a five, though, if it wasn't for that weird clap magic clap like he wrote all these verses and then at the end he was just like fuck we gotta write hooks <laughs> even a strange arithmetic has got a kind of wonky uh, uh hook to it, that it, one it, but it's a little wonky but with that one like with the way the production worked it felt a little better like you know with the sort of like more curt lines like teacher my hands up please don't make me a victim teachers stand up you need to tell us how to flip this system and like and i appreciate it in the way of like what he's saying in the hook actually informs what he's saying in the verses in the sense of like, you know, he's like, you know, social studies is the Goliath to tackle, which turns into a sermon on simplicity of shackles. Physics is to school you on the science of force, except for how to break the fuck out of the ghetto, of course. And I was yeah. like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and it's like, algebra is that one unique occasion on in which a school can say that there should be balanced equation. And then statistics is the tool of the complicit to say everybody's with it and you're the only critic. <laughs> It's just like, whoa, whoa fuck. <laughs> what did you think of Justin Sane fucking wrestling name uh, from Anti-Flag, who released a whole album of uh, wrestling-themed uh, punk songs on your parents' your cocaine? Your parents' cocaine. That was Whew. insane. The first time I heard it, I was like, the fuck is this podunk? Your Paris coke. It's fucking cowbell and kazoo. It's so much fucking fun. Playing the fucking uh, uh, the tissue on the uh, on the uh, on the comb. <laughs> on the there. comb. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much fun about drug about drug abusing rich kids. Yeah, and all it, it and it gets so deep so randomly quickly. It's one of those things where it's like. It is that perfect song of like you can enjoy it for how ridiculous how it sounds, but then like if you take that extra second, it's like, oh fuck, wait, what's he talking about? <laughs> Pacific Heights ain't Sunny Dale. You could murder somebody and be out on bail. Your mom's Antrax, she's on the rails. So many bumps thought the shit was braille. One day we all gonna tip the scales, cause I got a crew too big to fail. Hey, hey. <laughs> and it's like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh your daddy's got a business plan which made wars in afghanistan and bought your house in bangkok and your parents cocaine, cocaine. i was like ooh, ooh. i fucking love <laughs> it so right much to the bone the gods of science jeez man. man these fucking songs when that fuzzy guitar ooh. comes up on these cuts it's hard to tell when it's a when it's a synthesizer and when it's actually a guitar i think it was a guitar on this one Mm-hmm. I hated that it was just like one long verse, but it's such a yes. good verse. 
There's this podcast called Citations Needed. If you need another uh. podcast to listen to, definitely listen to that one. And they did an episode about uh like Hawaiian um people sort of like protesting the uh some sort of like Oh uh, yeah. Um, yeah, observatory thing that was gonna be built on yeah. a you know ancient like respected mountain and you know the scientists are like well look at these prim-, when they report on it you know like look at these primitive people you know going against progress and it's like no we're not saying you shouldn't have science like our people actually do have a lot of science if you would talk to <laughs> us about that like you know what i mean but it's yeah. like you were doing this specifically on something that is sacred to us and disrespecting it and you're acting like that doesn't matter <laughs> you know and, and and so this song is that like and uh, someone i think brought up on the genius annotations like yeah there are people who could skew this to be like an anti-vaxxer thing it's like but no, I don't think it's that. It's specifically the idea of like just saying that something is progress and not really taking the time to see how it's affecting the world in real time. You know what I'm saying? Specifically the idea that yes, science is politics driven in the sense of like, yes, we can make this science work if and we will fund it if it is something that proves something good for our company. And if it does not, then I'm sorry, we won't do it. It is one really long verse, so I just have the one portion highlighted here, but hypnotic the noose is slip-knotted. In a fourth-quarter audit, and pumped through the carotid. Many bought it, got it in patch, pill, and tonic. Got your credit card, slot it, and sign it on the dotted. Billionaires have squatted on the magna cum lauded. Hollered, take my wallet, make the people robotic, catatonic, or harmonic with what they've allotted. And methodically they plotted against those who fought it, like... Oof. Oof. And it keeps going. That's only like half of it. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. goddamn. <laughs> and the man does not have a flow that's easy to imitate. <laughs> no, not at all. Uh, he's very, it, it, I will say this, very varied on this album. Like, it really does jump from like style to style. No, I don't think many songs like sound the same. Maybe, yeah, no. maybe musically a, a few of the songs uh, sound uh, fairly similar. Just in the sense of, like, it's a similar groove, like, and yeah. yeah, this is a similar subgenre of thing, but, yeah, like, the songs feel di- varied enough, like, from track to track individually that it, yeah, it feels like this is a solid enough groove. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't like My Murder, My Love's hook. Well, I mean, we talk Me about either. this in general. No. But, yeah, just the way, like, it has that weird sort of, like, light 90s girl rock chic going on with the... Girls going, hey, in the, oh, yeah. Like, what was that? <laughs> I didn't mind that. I thought that was fine. And, and, and the harmonies, which just sound like, they just sound slightly out of tune or something. <laughs> There's just something wrong. Like, someone's singing in the wrong key. And I can't tell if it's the main person or the backup person. But something's off here. Well, You Are Not a Riot, I really enjoyed. Uh, Land of Seven Billion Dances. Oh, man. That was another, another insane one. Look. I've been watching a lot of footage of people protesting in various cities. I just picture people marching down a fucking gentrified neighborhood, (laughs) chanting the lyrics to Land of Seven Billion Dances. Oh, my God. Goddamn these requests we keep getting. (laughs) It's too prescient. (laughs) They're so fucking timely, dude. They're so appropriate uh, to what's going on right the fuck now. Very powerful. Uh, a lot of mini verses, each one like super punchy, and just the beat itself. It sounds like it's like a chant. It, it sounds like a chant. Like you could see people just fucking beating on shit. Shake it, yeah. We agitate it, yeah. We bump and break it, yeah. We fend and take it. <laughs> so good. 
I don't know where the video game sounding synth at the end of the track came from, yeah, I don't, but I, I liked those. <laughs> I thought that was fine. Violet. I'm on the fence about Violet. This one, okay, so yeah, the hook is weirdly underwritten. Yeah. But otherwise, it's just this incredible orchestral rap joint. Like I wasn't sure if I felt them together. Hmm. The because yeah. the, the music you got viola, violin, cello, like no drums on this cut, but I like the music and I like the rapping. But together, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It felt like you ever heard the song "See You When You Get There" by uh, Coolio. It basically is sort of a you know Coolio kind of was a part of the '90s like sampling famous songs thing, mm. but he was more like you know the positive gangster sort of thing. Yeah, and I remember that song feeling like a little bit over the edge of being a slightly too sort of like uh. not necessarily preachy, but like you know. I gotta use this really good sounding music to lift you up, brother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and he was using like a sampling of like a classical song, you know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like it's a little like it's just tipping into that like slightly cheesy factor. And it's, like, <laughs> if they took out if they just if they took out the drums and just had it be like this, maybe it might ha- save a little face and sound like this. But just the fact that like they're still trying to make it like dancey, you know what I mean? Like Ooh, yeah. Like I said, in the verses, I like the progression of what was going on. I think it's like, I love you so much. When you gave me a kiss, it was like you paid me or something like that. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, just that relation to, like, this is so good. It's like being rewarded by capitalism. And then, like, at the end when he's like, you know, uh, uh, when he has the transformation, he's like, I'm still in front of that building with the white screen. Stop through for a hot second. Holla back. I don't even want my $50 back. And it felt kind of random, but, like, it also felt like in that way of, like, Oh yeah, this is something that, you know, would matter to me. Even if I was your friend, like, I still need that money. You know what I mean? But it's just like, no, it really doesn't matter anymore. Like, I'm beyond, you know, having any sort of, like, you need to do this for me. It's like, no, it's, what we're going through is more than that, you know? Now, this year, though... This one, it was a bit, uh, step down in terms of, (gasps) like, the hype production and they did oh, oh man you enjoy, i like you this enjoyed one this one yeah i really like this one uh, fucking silky uh, solo cut fucking dude uh, i'll yeah, fucking no, i'll it, take it too I'll, much like an, uh, an imitation indie rock 80s song to me <laughs> man but i like that and with it being like it's upbeat uplifting kind of optimistic with the horns ooh, I, I get it though i get you though. man and again it's another change it. of pace you know and it's got, like, these, like, acoustic guitars just kind of plucking away in the background, very understated. I liked it. I really liked the whole vibe of this one. It's a very nice change of pace, especially going into uh, We Got A Lot To Teach You, Cassius, Gray, uh, Cassius mm-hmm. Green. They really did take a small detour with with these cuts, but I liked yeah. it. I like what they were doing. I like her bit on the guillotine. Oh, my God. So yeah, she does that, that outro. Song. <laughs> yeah jesus Woo-hoo, talk about a fucking song you can see being chanted at these goddamn protests dude <laughs> the guillotine we got hey you we got your war we're at the gates we're at your door because we got the guillotine we got the guillotine you better run <laughs> like, <laughs> you whoa. better run motherfucker <laughs> it's like it's just sort of like hey yeah, yeah it'd probably be a good idea if you start moving <laughs> but we'll give you a head start. I wrote this bit down too. Uh, they got the army is turning bullets into gold. They got the hook is turning tricks in the cold. And every time the police kick in the door, an angel gas break dips in the O. 
And even if D-Boy flips him a O, it ain't enough to buy shit anymore. Sleep in the doorway, piss on the floor, look in the sky, wait for missiles to show. It's finna blow, cause they got the TV, we got the truth, they got the judges, we got the proof. We got hella people, they got helicopters, they got the bombs, but we got the, we got, got the, the, we got the, we got the, goes, the we got the, oh man, fuck! Oh my god. <laughs> and the instrumental on this one is what I have written down of like, yeah, you could just gonna let that roll, you can let that ride, I am here for it. <laughs> oh, that shit was sweet. And and I specifically love, like, um, just bring up the lyric, like, hey, you, we've got your war. Like, the idea of this being a reaction to, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like, oh, these people are just coming in because they're just the unruly bad people <laughs> who are just yeah. trying to flip up society just because they're so bored. It's like, no, you're trying to bring war on here. And okay, if you want war, we'll bring it to you, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, bring it to your door. We'll make it easy for you. Yeah. Why do presidents fight the war? Why do they always send the poor? Yeah. (laughs) You know what? You want your war? We'll send you to fight against the head of the country that you want to fight. You know what I'm saying? Y'all can sling bags of shit at each other. And the people in the rest of the countries, we can just chill. You know what I'm saying? Y'all seem to have this little tuffle going on between y'all. It isn't our problem. (laughs) Exactly. I'm on the fence about this last cut. Oh no! Yeah, this is the worst one. <laughs> Whoa! Okay. And then, like at first, it's like, oh, we're having fun, and then it's just like, okay, but what the fuck are you guys saying now? <laughs> I, I I would not go that far as it being the worst cut. It's so the like nothing really happening, mindless fun, but like they're not really saying anything interesting, so it's just like. They're not giving me the personality of, like, a Beastie Boys where it's, like, right. even if it's not that, that you know, clever, but I'm still having fun because what they're saying is so ridiculous. But, like, wasn't that last guy just like, oh, yo, I went to Brown and I wore a shirt that said John Brown. You know, it's like, what? James Brown? <laughs> James Brown? Okay, no. Here's my problem. First of all, you should have ended it with guillotine. No doubt. I don't know why you put We All <laughs> VIP as the last cut. But anyway, so, so you got Das Racist and Killer oh, Mike. I almost forgot. Yeah. On the cut. <laughs> and I think Boots. I think Killer Mike. Mm-hmm. I think Cool AD. I think they do all right. All right. Heems? Heems can go. And why you saved his verse for, and, and, and let me put this in plain English for everyone to understand what my point is. Mm. The last verse on this cut and the whole album. Oh, you don't think the guy who did the... The combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell song, he, he didn't deserve to uh, end this album. He closes the album with that whack verse? <laughs> what the absolute fuck? And I get it. You certainly couldn't open with that verse either, because it is not attention grabbing. But I've heard it said before, you gotta end with the strongest right. fucking verse. You can't, you can't just slip on the outro? Like, you just played guillotine, dude. <laughs> That's the thing! I'm you ready can't follow to go. guillotine with you. I am ready to go. And then you're like, oh, wait, one more song before we go? Uh, oh, oh, these are the guys I'm following? Oh. Mm. You had a great time at this party. You were at the door. You were about to leave. 
And then someone just right as you're like one foot out the door is like, oh, no, no, wait, 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 wait. You got to talk to my cousin real quick. You're like, what? <laughs> okay, fine. And they're just a fucking dollar. And you're just like, no, you've already, you've already mentally prepared yourself to go. Like this night is as good as it's going to get. It's time to turn in. It's time to call it a night, but not quite yet. We got this fucking, we all VIP. And again, if this was maybe middle of the album, that's fine. Maybe a a secret bonus track, you know? Ooh. Okay. Because essentially what you've got here is studio killers owed to the bouncer of, you know, we ought to be in this club because we're all Mm -hmm. VIPs, right? Right, That fucking line of thinking like, no, we're all worthy. It's the night at the Roxbury, you know, camaraderie to all dancers, to all clubbers. There's a fucking song by Arctic Monkeys, too, that is worth listening to honestly their whole first album is fa- is phenomenal but the one cut on there in, in particular is about these uh i don't know if they're supposed to be underage guys or just like uncool drunk guys trying to get into a club and one of one of them trying to like pick a fight with the bouncer but just like being so oblivious of like even his friends are like nah man it ain't worth it let's go come on <laughs> um kind of got that vibe you know but i get it it's like hey man we're all special and again that's great you don't follow guillotine with the though right it's just not strong enough it just doesn't have enough of a punch to follow that it's impossible yeah. my lowest rating on the album i uh actually I gave to uh, My Murder, My Love yeah. might be the, the weakest cut, in I, my opinion. I can see that one. You know what I'm saying? I can see that one being the weakest one as well. Overall, I got a four. I actually give this one a five. This is one of those, like, I could look past the issues I had because there's so much good happening. So I think it's so funny. It's like, wow, the first album is like, zero. This is five. <laughs> it's like the perfect exemplification of, like, what I like and don't like. <laughs> What I can forgive and what I cannot forgive. <laughs> but with those reviews, I got to point out to anyone who is uh, listening and wondering how you can request a album to be talked about on the show. Got to head on over to our Kofi that is ko-fi.com slash going off. That is G-O-I-N-O-F-F. One time $40 pledge gets you in the queue for a music review. If there is an album that you made yourself and you want to hear our thoughts on, that is a one-time $50 pledge. You can take advantage of that option now. And um, many people are. <laughs> we got our link tree in the description, so you can see all of our uh, individual links to our Twitters, our YouTubes, uh, Kofi, Patreon, Twitch, you name it. And if you might notice, if you... Um, want to play some catch up too i didn't say this on last week but um i wanted to thank everyone who uh listened this week obviously but if this is your first time uh checking us out all of our old episodes are on soundcloud itunes youtube and spotify you might notice we changed the branding up a little bit uh for the first time in a while so going off is the name of the show it's almost like Talking Heads is the name of the band. It's not The Talking Heads. It's just Talking Heads. It's, it's exactly. going off. Um, we got the new graphics. Really, all I did was make myself bald. Might change that again in the future with up- updated uh, shit. 
But yeah, I might be a fucking long-haired ass hippie by the time this is all over. Who knows? Long-haired <laughs> leaping gnome be the star of a Hollywood movie. Anyway. Oh my god, why um, are you referencing that song? <laughs> <laughs> Spit on the one! Take that girl! Now, because I love Eric Burden and war. Anyway, um. Oh, hey, hey, this motherfucker's not one of us. He said he likes war. Get him! <laughs> we got your war. <laughs> oh, fuck. We got Gizzy. Oh, no, do you see what happens in social media when people, uh, you know, over exaggerate their, uh, you know, personal, uh, uh, gripes with people? You know what I'm saying? The oh, yeah. lesson learned today by the Going Off podcast. <laughs> um, man, I think that covers now we're gonna it. Get that, we're going to get that education grant. <laughs> you know what we got to do? We got to do at the very beginning of the show from now on. Do that. Um, the following program is part of Cable in the Classroom, a service of the cable television industry and your local cable company. Also, with the branding, uh, speci- specifically, it's because I'm thinking about merch ideas, dudes and dudettes. So I gotta think of something. Trying to give the people a little something for their money. Something to put on their backs. Something to slap on the back of their cars, so, perhaps. Something to let the average person know without having to annoy them by playing an actual full episode. What you? What podcast you are a fan of? What is going off? That's the question I, they'll I don't be asking. Know. What's you. going off with you? <laughs> You're like, no, no, oh no! This merch raises more questions than provides answers. Shit! Keep your eyes open for that because we've got some ideas. We got some weird ideas cooking up. Oh yeah, uh, coming down the pike. Of don't course, you worry. as we always do. Don't you worry your pretty little head about nothing. <laughs> but until next time. For going off, I'm Muse. And I'm Rap Critic. And I... Wait a minute. Hmm? Oh, oh my god, Muse. What? Muse, I think the magic clap just hit me. Dude, I, uh, I, I just figured it out. Muse, quick. No time to explain. Uh, Meet me in Tulsa, Oklahoma with a box full of letters cut out of magazines and a physical VHS copy of the long-form version of the Murder Was the Case music video by Snoop Dogg. I've got a little idea about how to get Congress to give us those monthly $2,000 stimulus checks once and for all. Ha-ha! <laughs> to the mask of Zormobile! Rap Critic, away! Wait, wait, RC! Are we driving Oklahoma? Are, are they technically not part of America anymore? What about social distancing? Sh- shouldn't we be in quarantine? What was that? Mask of Zorro mobile? I don't think Zorro drove a car in that movie, RC! RC! Ah!